Psalm 119, verse 81. My soul fainteth for thy salvation, but I hope in your word. Mine eyes fail for your word, saying, when will you comfort me? Underline this verse here. For I am become like a bottle in the smoke. Yet I do not forget thy statutes. How many are the days of your servant? When will you execute judgment on them that persecute me? Don't act like you've never felt like that. God, when are you going to get these jokers? <laughs> David prayed so honestly. Go ahead and sit down. David prayed so honestly. He said, Lord, I don't even want to fight them. You just take them out. David was like, get them, God. The proud, listen what he says. The proud have digged pits for me, which are not after your law. In other words, you didn't plan this. They did. All your commandments are faithful. All your commandments are faithful. They persecute me wrongfully. Help me. Anyone in here ever prayed like that? You ever throwed your hands up and did not pray in the King James Version? You didn't pray, oh, thou lofty one that sittest upon thy throne in heaven. Would you please help thy servant? No, you just threw your hands up and just screamed, God, where are you? Can you help a brother right now? I guess I'm the only one that's ever prayed like that. But, but it goes on to say, they had almost consumed me upon the earth, but I forsook not thy precepts. Quicken me after thy loving kindness. So shall I keep. The testimony of your mouth. I'm going to take my text from verse 83, as you can probably tell from the screen. For I am become like a bottle in the smoke, yet I do not forget your statutes. The New King James Version reads it like this. For I have become like a wineskin. Here we go. In smoke, yet I do not forget your statutes. I'm going to ask you to put your Bibles down or your smart devices and lift both of your hands toward heaven, please. Everyone, please just lift your hands. Father, as we lift our hands, we do that as a sign of submission to you. And we ask you to do something among us and through us and in us today that only you can accomplish. I pray for change. I pray for a charge. I pray for a challenge. But Lord, more than anything, I pray that people in this building today would receive from the word of the Lord. I thank you, God, that they're going to leave here different than they came in. Moved by your spirit. We, we throw our agenda out the window and we say, God, have your way. Do what you want to do. Somebody shouted, have your way, Lord. One more time, give him praise right there while you're sitting down. Just... Man, I feel the anointing here today. God is good. So while I'm preaching today, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray this for you, that you would hear this in a twofold way, that as I preach, first of all, that you take it personal, that you take this word personal. And then secondly, I'm going to pray that you would hear this word with prophetic ears as it relates to the church universally. All right. So where there is smoke. Somebody said it. There, there's fire, right? That's usually what is said. 
I wrote this down this morning that the abject sense of being tested is not something that we desire, but it is also something you cannot dismiss from your destiny. If you're going to serve God, your faith is going to be tested. If you're going to serve God, your faith is going to be tested. Would you allow me to say that one more time? If you are going to serve God, your faith is going to be tested. The greatest detriment to destiny is disorientation. The greatest detriment to destiny is disorientation. And disorientation often presents itself in modes of distractions. Are you with me? The greatest attack on your obedience is a mindset of obscurity. The greatest attack on your obedience is a mindset of obscurity. I believe the church in this hour has been attacked. Where things are becoming so misunderstood that you're almost afraid to say anything. Because people have an intention to misinterpret what you're trying to state. The attack of the enemy is to silence the voice of the people of God. If he can attack your confidence, you will not operate in your call. If he can steal your confidence, your call suddenly becomes vague. Your anointing is the most important element of your life in God. He has anointed us to lead us into truth, the apostle John said. And he says, when you arrive at truth, what happens? You're made free. The anointing leads you where? Into truth. Truth is clarity without confusion. There's a war going on. The war is between deception and revelation. And the race is on. So the writer says in verse 83, I am become like a bottle in the smoke. I am become like a bottle in the smoke. The new King James says wineskin. I am become like a wineskin. We know what wineskins are, don't we? We're all born again believers, right? Wineskins. We know what the, you know where they come from. Something has to be sacrificed for a wineskin to be made. A wineskin is made to hold liquid, specifically juice. Are you, are you with me? But it's made to stretch. A wineskin is made, listen to me carefully, to submit to the fermenting process of new wine. New wine being 
Jews. So the wineskin is made to stretch according to the process of fermentation. Are y'all with me so far? This is the bottle. I start thinking about it. Fermentation. Here's what it means. To be in a state of agitation or intense activity. When juice is fermenting, there's a lot of movement happening. Agitation and intense activity of molecules. A lot of movement. It's the process of active development. To go through change, there must be movement. When things stop moving, things stop changing. Help us today, Jesus. Just talking to you about this bottle. And this bottle is made for wine, effervesce, liveliness. The bottle is made for liveliness. The bottle is made for exhilaration. The bottle is made for movement. So the wineskin would preserve the liveliness. The wineskin preserves the movement. So Jesus says no man puts new wine into old bottles. Else the new wine will burst the bottles. Because the bottle cannot handle the process of change. Else the new wine will burst the bottles and be spilled. Watch what he says. And the bottles will perish. But new wine must be put into new bottles. And both are preserved. It is difficult to put a new move in an old model. When Jesus wants to do a new move, he needs new bottles. Boy, this is good stuff. So I start thinking, the wine must trust two things concerning the bottle. Number one, it must trust its elasticity. And secondly, it must trust its capacity. The Lord spoke to me this morning in prayer and told me to tell you, get ready because God is about to stretch you. Because what he has coming for you you don't have the capacity to hold. And if he stretches you, which is painful, then that means more is coming. So get ready because God is about to bring on more. Well, here's the thing. If God is about to trust your elasticity to increase your capacity 
And he uses this illustration, new wineskin versus old, then he's got to go back to the archaic way, which is an old method to preserve a new thing. What is the old method? It doesn't matter what era you're in. It don't matter what dispensation you are in. You will never be in a phase in your life where you do not need oil. Woo! It is the anointing that made the difference in 1906. It's the anointing that will make the difference in 2021. We all know the stories about the lamps that lacked what? Oil. When you lack oil, you're fragile. When you lack oil, you're sensitive. When you lack oil, you are brittle. If you want to stretch, you better get you some oil. Isaiah says it like this in chapter 21, verse 5. Arise and anoint your shields. Shields are used for warfare. But why do they need to be anointed? Because David says it in 2 Samuel 2, 21. The shield of Saul lacked oil. It was no longer rubbed with oil. Therefore, the mighty have fallen. There's always a fragile sense to a person who is not operating in their oil, in their anointing. Oh, how God, Acts 10, 38, anointed Jesus of Nazareth who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil. You know what I've learned? People that don't appreciate and walk in the anointing are easily offended. The shield has to be anointed. It has to be rubbed with oil because the leather becomes so brittle that when the enemy attacks, it goes right through the shield. But when you got the anointing on your life and the enemy sends an arrow towards you, it just bounces off your shield because your shield has been rubbed with oil. <laughs> See, the oil cleanses and the oil makes you resilient. Somebody shout praise the Lord. That's why David said every day, Psalm 92 and verse 10, I shall be anointed with fresh oil. How many days? Every day I'm anointed with what? Fresh oil. That's why Ecclesiastes says, let your garments always be white and your head lack no anointing. Anointing is the word for oil. It means to smear or to rub. There's a, a lot of difference in someone who is talented, someone who is gifted, and someone who is anointed. <laughs> I'll leave it right there. So he said, I'm like a bottle, a wineskin, and I'm lacking oil. I'm like a bottle in the smoke. He literally says, for I am become 
like a bottle. If he became like a bottle, that means he didn't start out that way. He didn't start out in smoke. He ended up in smoke. Lord, help the folks today. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever just walked on walked up on something in life that you felt like you wasn't ready for? You just woke up and your whole world changed. I've been there. And I thought, I didn't start out like this. My question is, how many people have become something that they didn't intend on becoming? I became like a bottle in the smoke. This was not my intention. I didn't know I was going to have to face this. I didn't see this coming in my future. I had no idea that I was going to face this. When I saw that, listen to this. If you're in the smoke, then you can at least say you're not in the fire. <laughs> now, I don't know about all you sanctified, say you people. I'm just thankful today. I'd rather be in the smoke than in the fire. In other words, you may not be where you want to be, but you can at least thank God you're not where you used to be. So I started thinking about that fire. Where there's smoke, there's fire. What do you do in the fire? Isaiah 24 verse 15 says, glorify the Lord in all your fires. So when you feel the fire, the first thing you're supposed to do is put your praise on. As soon as the fires of life show up, start praising God like you have lost your natural mind. Glorify God in the fires. Concerning fire, Isaiah said like this, when you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned. Fire will come. You'll be tested. But you will walk through it. But I didn't come to preach to you about fire. I came to talk to you about smoke. I am become like a bottle where? In the smoke. So what would happen, these wineskins, after they were used, they were hung up. <laughs> and when they were hung up, there was a fire lit. And the smoke came in. The smoke was a test. The word smoke, listen to me, means to be obscure, not clearly understood and not clearly understanding. Lacking the ability to see and cannot be seen. I thought about my life and how many times I couldn't see because of the obscurity in my mind. You ever been there where you can't make a rational decision? And every decision you make, you feel like you're making the wrong one? So you'd rather not make one? So you're stuck in the valley of indecision? It literally means to be mysterious. It's a mysterious season. The result of being hung up, the bottle, is it became dried out and parched. 
It loses its ability to hold or contain anything, which means it loses its strength. It loses its flexibility as well as its adaptability. It can't change. I think you just missed what I said. I said when it gets hung up. Whew. When it gets what? Hung up. See, here's what's happening in the body of Christ. Too many people got hang-ups. I'm going to go ahead and issue a church warning for Quest Church. Be very careful how you try to adapt worldview into Christian perspective. Be very careful how you try to allow the rudiments of this world to become ingrained in a Christian life. Either you're going to live according to the word or you're going to live according to the world. So you can't take certain theories because they make you feel good and act like they are the word of God. I'm talking better than you saying amen. Oh, Lord, have mercy. And here's the thing. If you keep staying hung up, you're going to lose your flexibility. You're going to lose your ability to hold what God is trying to get into you. Because you're always comparing it to your worldview perspective. And it's never going to match. It's never going to feel comfortable. You're always going to be frustrated. You're always going to be irritated. You're always going to be agitated. And God's trying to work something in you. And you're trying to pull something out of the world and make it a part of his plan. And a house divided against itself cannot stand. But the writer refused to allow the obscurity that he faced to remove him from the obedience of his faith. Say it again, Pastor Rick. He refused to allow the obscurity that he faced to remove him from the obedience of his faith. Smoke. You know what smoke is used for? Fumigation. You know what I've realized? A lot of people have replaced fermentation with fumigation. Watch what I'm telling you. Fumigation is used to drive something out of its position. Did you hear what I said? You release smoke to remove something from a place it inhabits. Oh, Lord. When I saw it, I heard the Holy Spirit say, the enemy has released a smoke screen. He has released a smoke screen over the people of God. To try to read, you know what a smoke screen is. It's showing you one thing and making you believe it while there's another plan behind it. It's showing you this to convince you, but the agenda behind it is a whole different thing than what you're seeing. This is called a smoke screen. And the enemy is selling the church a smoke screen and we're biting it like crazy. 
And the whole time we're biting it, we're being fumigated out of our future. We're being removed from positions that we're supposed to inhabit. Preach, Pastor Rick. A smoke screen is something designed to confuse you and ultimately mislead you. God is good. So he says, I have become. Stuff has fallen out. Stuff has evolved in my life to the point that I am become like a bottle, once full, now empty. Like a bottle that used to be busy, now hung up. I've become like a bottle in the smoke. But watch what he says. Yet I do not forget your statutes. The enemy has sent everything he can possibly send to destroy me, but I got a memory. I will not forget your statutes. Read it in the Hebrew. I will not ignore them and I will not allow them to wither away in my obscurity. Ooh, Lord, clear the minds today. How does your mind become clear when you're a bottle hung up in smoke? You call on what you know. Ooh, my bishop used to tell me when you don't know what to do, do what you know. Y'all didn't hear that, right? Because a, a Pentecostal church would have hollered right there. See, when you don't know what to do, do what you know. I don't know how to make a decision for tomorrow, but this one thing I do know how to do. I know how to put my praise on right in the middle of a problem. I know that I'm supposed to praise him in the good times. The I will bless the Lord at all times and his praise shall continually be in my mouth. I wish I had a church that had a memory. Forget not. I may be a bottle in smoke, but I will not forget your statutes. I may not be able to see like I want to see. I may not be able to understand like I want to understand, but I will not forget your statutes. See, there's some things you cannot afford to forget. And a lot of people want to give theological interpretation concerning the 119th Psalm. But most of them only know that it's the longest chapter in the Bible. But the whole 119th Psalm surrounds itself around one mindset. Forget not. Psalm 119 verse 33, I will never forget your precepts, for with them you quicken me. Psalm 119, 109, my soul is continually in your hand, yet do I not forget your law. Psalm 119 verse 141, I am small and despised, yet I do not forget your precepts. Psalm 119 verse 153, Consider my affliction and deliver me because I will not forget your law. Psalm 119 verse 176. I have gone astray like a lost sheep. Seek for me, God, for I will not forget your commandments. I came by to tell you there are some things you cannot afford to forget. Woo. You better not forget your call. 
You better not forget your purpose. You better not forget your assignment. You might not be a bottle full of wine right now. You may be an empty bottle that's hung up in smoke, but you still got a memory. You still got a principle. You still got a precept. You still got a purpose. You still got a praise. If the devil could have killed you, he would have already killed you. You might be hung up, but the Holy Ghost is coming by today to take you out of suspense and put you right back in your divine assignment. I need 15 Holy Ghost filled people to give God praise right there. I heard the Holy Ghost say, I heard the Holy Ghost say, don't allow what's going on on the outside of you to alter what you know on the inside of you. Don't allow what's happening on the circumference to affect the nucleus. People are going crazy. People are losing their minds. But you better stay centered on Jesus Christ himself. There could be smoke all around you, smoke all over this nation, but you better not forget the word of the Lord. Take 30 seconds and praise him like you love him. Sorry, y'all. I was just gonna talk about it, but I feel a Holy Ghost. I gotta stop. Woo. We're not supposed to act like this in summer. Woo, you know, we're supposed to relax in summer. I got a feeling the Holy Ghost about to drop, drop down on this house. Watch this. So watch this. Daniel 3:27. The princes, governors, and captains, and the king's counselors were gathered together. And they saw Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, upon whose bodies the fire had no power. I'm going to say it again. The fire had no power. Say it with me. The fire had no power. One more time. The fire had no power. Watch what he says. Nor was a hair on their head singed. Neither were their coats changed. Nor the smell of smoke passed on them. The smell of fire is smoke. Smoke has a scent to it. I came to tell you, you might get smoked on, but you're not going to get smoked out. Tell your neighbor, I might get smoked on, but I ain't going to get smoked out. Let the smoke come. Let the fire burn. Let obscurity show up. Let confusion do what it wants to do. But as for me and my house, woo, the whole church ought to be shouting out. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. The devil can smoke the room up. He can smoke the nation up. He can smoke the White House. He can smoke the outhouse, the schoolhouse, but he ain't going to smoke this house. As for me and my house, we're going to serve God. 